I don't know if they care. That's, that's my yeah, concern. Yeah. I care a I, little. I don't. <laughs> that's movies. Welcome to Dunks and Checks. Man, this is the show where we uh, watch and review minute by minute the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In, and we pair each of those minutes with a feature film. I'm Emily Monkeytown. I'm Lord Andrew. And today we are talking about minute 41. Yeah. Like Judd Apatow might one day say in a sequel, this is 41. Uh, Didn't we? We I thought we talked about this on this show even that he wants to do a sequel where it's the daughter and it's like this is twenty or something. Oh God! Or this is fourteen. <laughs> what would, would it be? Kill me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, um, I we're good burger is what we're also talking about. Yes, your choice. Yes, we are now out of Gastapalooza. Yes, Gastapalooza is behind us. We're into spooky summer. We, well, we're not quite into spooky summer yet. Okay, I would say. <laughs> okay, I would say spooky summer starts. The week after next. Okay. And release date times, who knows? Maybe that won't be in summer. That anymore. will be like end of July. Hey, that's still summer <laughs> to me, baby. Um, it, It's odd. We don't have a guest. We haven't done a guest-free show in that's true. 10 episodes. Yeah. Uh, So here's hoping it does feel like i i mean it, it, this i don't think this is true but it there's it feel there's weird energy of like it feels like i haven't seen you in a while yeah i think it's i think that's yeah. part of it yeah i feel though also in real life i haven't seen you in a while it's been a bit when was the last time we saw each other uh it couldn't it, it had to have been the last time we recorded yeah which was, was at least seven, two weeks ago seven years ago <laughs> yeah um, um, we we there were we had two separate plans to hang out that we, I bailed on and then you bailed on. Yeah, um, it happens. That's life, baby. Um, <clears throat> Shall we start with the minute? Sure. All right. Uh, God, I don't even remember what ha- what was the last thing that happened in the last minute because I mean the oh it's Dunstan makes his little a rude noise yeah. and hands over the camera yes. To Kyle. Yes. And Kyle says... He looks at the busted up camera. Yeah, it's completely busted. Yeah. And Kyle says, Dad's going to kill me. I would like to talk about Good Burger now. Okay. <laughs> um, I did all... I'm going to be honest. I struggled for a second to think of a movie to pair with this one. Wow, okay. But then, uh, you know, we have the, the central conceit of Good Burger mm-hmm. is that Keenan Thompson's character has wrecked a car. Yes, much in the same way that Kyle has wrecked this camera. Okay. And that a parental figure is going to, quote, kill him mm-hmm. when they find out. Mm-hmm. In Kyle's case, it's dad in Keenan. Why can't I remember Keenan's character's name right now? Ed? No. no. That's that's Kel. Yeah. Uh, something Dexter. It is Dexter. Yeah. Dexter something. I think Dexter's the first name. Oh, Dexter's the first name? Yeah. I Dexter Jetster. Yeah, it's Dexter Jetster. <laughs> this is a <laughs> extended universe of Star Wars yes. film. Um anyway, that that was the connection. Okay. And also, listen, I'm gonna take any excuse I can get to watch Good Burger because that's a good it's good burger, more like good movie. I mean, I feel like there are there's gonna be times where our movie pairings are more like, uh, oh, we just feel like this yeah. one. Yeah, look well, look out for a deep blue sea pairing soon because I got a hankering to rewatch that movie. <laughs> okay. Um, that could even fit in a spooky summer. Yeah. I will say um, I haven't seen Good Burger in many a year. Yeah. I know I watched it mm-hmm. as a child. Sure. And I know I watched both the Keenan and Kel show. Yes. And Kenan all and that. Kel. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> well, if I just say I watched Keenan and Kel, I would think people meant that I just watched them as actors. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that it was understood that I watched their show. Yeah. Uh, and all that is where the Good Burger sketch originated. Yes. Now, am I now? See, I don't remember. I remember the Good Burger sketches, mm-hmm. but not that well. And I didn't th- feel like revisiting them, really. Okay. But is this meant to be like an origin story? No, I mean, because Dexter's like not in the sketches. The sketches are just about Ed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I th- I was remembering that Keenan was in some of the sketches. I mean, but... he he was sometimes, but just as like you know a, an other character. Now, wasn't Mary Beth? What's that? So Mary Beth Vinsberg, her character in Good Burger is a character from a Good Burger sketch. Okay, that was one of the Good Burger sketches. Was she would come in and she would say a very complicated or very fast, mm-hmm. and poor Ed would be befuddled. Mm-hmm. So um, that was like fan service. Yeah, well, I wouldn't <laughs> say fan service. I, I thought I thought that was a nice little bit of connective tissue between the sketches and the okay. show. That's what I would call that. Because the, all the other people who work in the restaurant also never appeared in the Good Burger sketches. No, but one of them is what is an all-that cast member. Oh, I thought, the, isn't the one guy, the manager is like a writer? Well, the manager is Dan Schneider, who yeah. wrote this movie and who uh, created uh, many, many shows for Nickelodeon. Yeah. And who there have been rumors for years that he's a big old creep. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, let's let's not let's not praise him too much because yeah. it's shaky water there. Well, the the director of this film also is is like currently the the president of Nickelodeon or something. Well, yeah, I mean these they, they, these were like the guys at Nickelodeon in the nineties, so yeah. it, it kind of makes sense that they their careers stayed there and mm-hmm. they're still currently. Dan Schneider up until recently was, and then he was that uh, it was a classic. Nickelodeon has decided to part ways with Dan Schneider. Yeah, happened uh, I think last year. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh. If I uh, you do you want me to walk through a, a in my mind a classic Good Burger sketch from all that that I can recall? Sure. There's an episode where um, the bathroom was under construction. Okay. Being worked on by uh, a character played by Keenan Thompson, if I recall correctly. Okay. Perry the plumber. Okay. But because Ed has to pee so bad because the bathroom has been out of commission, he is incapable of hearing or saying the letter P. Okay. <laughs> so instead, he keeps calling the plumber Barry. Okay. And then ba- Perry keeps saying, no, it's Perry with a P. And that's, of course, very upsetting to Ed. Um <laughs> So at one point, someone comes in and they order a good burger with extra pickles. Uh-huh. So he gives them a good burger with a bunch of nickels on it because he just can't <laughs> process the letter P. It's a very fun sketch. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is a fun movie. It'd be wild if Abe Vigoda was just part of the cast of all that. It would be wild. <laughs> it would it would have been wild even if he cameoed. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's just it would have been an odd sight. I wouldn't. I don't remember this happening, but I wouldn't put it past him if they did like a in in time with the film's release. So they did like a special Good Burger sketch that had the cast of the movie in it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would track. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh huh. Um. So in this film. Yeah. Uh, they're up against Mondo Burger. Mondo Burger, yeah. A new, a new big, big time burger big chain joint. Chain burger. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not a chain, but they're hoping to be a chain. That, like the the plot of this, when you really look closely, is kind of weird because Mondo Burger has established themselves. They are a singular location, but they have goals of like worldwide burger domination. Yeah. Uh, and then they also, I mean, the big, the big thing in the plot is that they're juicing their burgers. That's how yes. they get such big burgers. Mm-hmm. They're using illegal burger juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love the, 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 like, 90s kids movie logic of just, like, yes, they, their illegal burger juice is a thing, and Mondo Burger is using it. Yeah. 
uh, it's like untested by the FDA or yeah, something. Yeah. It'll, it'll quote make people sick as the consequence of this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what was the other thing? Of course, this movie also has time for a dance sequence in a mental hospital. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. That's, Featuring that's just Linda Cardellini of Freaks and Geeks and Scooby Doo fame. Yes. In yeah. her first feature film, I think. Right. Probably. I think this is her debut. I, I might agree with that. Uh-huh. It predates Freaks and Geeks, I, I believe. Because yeah. this was 97, right? And Freaks and Geeks started in 99. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a breezy film. <laughs> yeah. It's it's easy, breezy, <laughs> heavy, and beautiful. Heavy on gags. Yeah. Heavy, good. I, mean, I would say good gags. Uh-huh. This movie's got good jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about what I believe is the cum joke in this movie? Oh, sure. And <laughs> then I can talk about the dick joke well there's that's for sure a dick. okay good like i'm i agree with you on that good um there was an argument on twitter between friend of the show uh lilith and i and also i i, I she's never been on and she's I, i'm gonna say she's invited if she wants to come on sit uh-huh. uh they both disagreed that this was a cum joke but i feel very firmly that there is a cum joke in the movie good burger um if if, if y'all will recall a part of the plot is that ed has his his special sauce which is like that's how Good Burger is able to compete with Mondo Burger's giant burgers is they have this incredible sauce. So the people at Mondo Burger are like desperate to get the recipe. Um, and at one point, they send a woman played by Carmen Electra. I'll say I forgot what Carmen Electra looked like just in general. Sure. It was like a it was like a mass amnesia was cast. It's, well, it's just you, so it's not a mass amnesia. It's I, it's just regular amnesia. I don't know if anyone remembers what anyone looks like once they've once they've passed out of the eye. Well, Cameron Electra is a very '90s star. She's extremely '90s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even her name, Carmen Electra. Yeah, that you you can't you could the '90s was the only time you could get famous with a name like that. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could get famous now with a name like that. Okay, Carmen Electra has been sent specifically to seduce Ed. To yeah. get the sauce recipe. Now, is she is she a Mondo Burger employee? Do her, they keep her employed her, just for the skill set? Her that relationship she has? to Mondo Burger is is I I'm not certain. Yeah, I I was thinking about that when I watched the movie. I consider that she was a Mondo Burger that she was just a Mondo Burger employee that was uh, attractive and seemed down to clown with re this sort of thing. Mm. I've considered the idea that. She is. I've considered the idea that she is a sex worker. Mm. Um, that uh, for for somehow one of the Mondo Burger Mondo Burger people knows. Uh, I'm also considered she's like. I could see her being Kurt, Kurt as the head honcho at Mondo Burger. I could see it being where she's like Kurt's cousin or something. Oh, <laughs> Kurt's slutty cousin who okay. he has perhaps called upon before for this sort of task. Uh huh. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, she does say I quit. She does say I quit at one point. Mm-hmm. So who can say? Um, she is sent in to seduce Ed to get the sauce recipe, mm-hmm. and and Kurt says, and I quote: "If anyone can get the sauce out of Ed, it's Roxanne." Yeah. To me, that's a that's a secret cum joke. Mm-hmm. That's a cum joke that's for the adults in the audience, and that, that that'll fly over the kids. Heads. You know, I think there's even even if you peel back the layers, because then they play the song Roxanne, which yeah. isn't that song about a sex worker. I believe so. Put on the red light or something? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to put on the red light. There it is. It'll be condescending sting. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know music. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm saying sting because of the lyrics of that song. I'm telling sting not to be condescending to sex workers. Okay, good. Because I feel he is being. Very good. Uh, 
so she okay so then then it, it's set up as a double date between keenan dexter mr dexter dexter <laughs> another yeah. another employee that he has a crush on a crush on yeah and ed and roxanne yeah uh and then at one point they go to some they go to some kind of arcade funhouse. It's a place where I'll you tell can you what get it corn dogs. Me. I'll tell you what it reminded me of. It reminded me of the Camelot mini golf course and arcade here in sunny California. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's familiar with that location, because um, mini mini golf is a part of it as well. Yes, and so uh, they're eating corn dogs. Yes. Uh, Wait, do you agree with me that that was a cum joke? Yeah, that was a cum joke. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure you were on my side there. Yeah, I think they're playing into the idea of of sexuality, cum, you know, et cetera, yeah. with her name being Roxanne and then cum, playing the song Roxanne. <laughs> cum, et cetera, you just said. Go on. Uh, so they're eating corn dogs, and Roxanne says, oh, you know what this corn dog could use? Obviously, I believe she is trying to get Ed to say, my secret sauce. Yes. Here's how to make it. Yeah. And Ed replies... A turtleneck? Yeah. <laughs> now wait a second. <laughs> That's for sure a dick joke. That's for sure a dick joke. That is for sure a dick joke. <laughs> that comes from Ed. <laughs> yeah. That um, I found shocking. I looked it up, and this 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 scene was apparently filmed at the Redondo Beach, California Malibu Castle Park Mini Golf and Arcade. And it's it's now closed. It's gone. Yeah. It's been replaced with hotels. I I remember reading. Yeah. So and it looked like a castle. It was cool. Well, that's why I said it reminded me of Camelot, which yeah. was also themed after a castle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there there's some there's some jokes. There's for some adults adult in this. humor in now, this film. Did you read about when this aired on Nickelodeon? No. They edited two things. Okay, please tell me. Uh, when Abe Vigoda falls because of Ed. Yes. And he gets up and he says, "Can I go to the hospital?" And then they talk some more, and then he says, "I think I broke my ass." Oh yeah. So he, yeah, I, that line got me. Now. That was a funny line. I think <laughs> they replace joke. ass with either butt or tail. Yeah, I, I can't remember which. Sure. And then there's another part where someone says, "I think someone says Good Burger sucks." Yeah. They replace sucks with stinks. Sure, that's a classic Nickelodeon TV. <laughs> other edit. than that, completely unedited. So well, the I mean, common dick also, jokes get I'm, in there. I mean, they were also running Rocco's Modern Life, which was rife with common dick jokes. Yeah, and was, Ren and Stimpy, which come on. You, do you want me to come on Ren and Stimpy? Is oh that what you're asking God. me? Wow. Is that that's that's absolutely not what I was asking you. Jesus Christ! You think Cole? You think Cole was on this episode based on the kind of talk we're doing? <laughs> I used to love Rocker's Modern Life. Oh, same here. It was a funny show. Yeah. Um, I'm asleep now. Good. Good. <laughs> Burger. You want to talk about Shaq? Okay. Shaq's in this movie. For a moment, yes. And I think that's great. (laughs) Yeah. End of thought. That would have counted in our series, because isn't there also basketball? There's the beginning scene. We need to talk about this beginning scene where Ed's going to work. Yes. Which is the opening credits. Oh, sure. Uh, At one point, he's so he rollerblades out of his house. Mm -hmm. He's rollerblading down the street. Runs into a woman pushing a stroller. Somehow... Has the baby. Yeah, somehow he is now holding the baby. And he looks at... Somehow he collides with the woman pushing the stroller, and he is now holding the baby. Yeah. He, and now and this is this is going to be is this a running theme now of movies where where movies that we've paired with minutes that feature a, one of the main characters running into a stroller being pushed by a woman <laughs> what was the other one speed oh yeah <laughs> maybe um we're gonna have to he, watch uh the untouchables next we're gonna have to watch battleship potemkin <laughs> which is where untouchables gets it from um so 
the then he's still rollerblading ends up in the middle of a basketball game. Somehow the baby gets swapped for the ball and gets, the baby gets dunked. Gets dunked in the basket. <laughs> That's really something. Thank God one of the other players caught it after it fell out. Yeah, that doesn't always happen with a dunk. No, and and uh, so this would count in a series where it's movies featuring Shaq or basketball or yeah. genies. That's true. <laughs> it's two of the three. I, you know, it wouldn't have put. You could, you could have fooled me and told me there was a genie in this movie as well. Shaq was very involved with fast food in the nineties. Oh yeah, he was doing Pepsi ads. We we get the famous Taco Bell Taco Neck ad that I enjoy so much featuring Shaq, and mm. then here he um, orders Good Burger delivery to the basketball stadium. Yeah, which to is the locker curious, room. Which is a curious thought that Good Burger offers delivery is hey, that's weird. Uh huh. It's burger place. I love the burger mobile. I oh, who doesn't love the burger mobile? The burger mobile is great. I want to drive that thing. The burger mobile is a car. The 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 it is the car that does deliveries for good burgers. Got mm. a big old burger in place of the hood. It seems like it's hard to drive because the burger does obstruct your view pretty significantly. At like front like, and back. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, I also want to address something else in that scene with Ed rollerblading. By the way, sure. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put this on record. Uh huh. The fictional character Ed yeah. is literally the only person I will accept the dude is a gender neutral term argument from. Right. Anyone else tries to pull that shit, I say, fuck off. You just want to call trans women dude. I will accept it from Ed. Mm. Ed only. I um. And I also want to bring this up because it ties to one of my all time favorite uh, convention memories. Do you, oh. You were, you were standing, you were with me for this moment. Oh my God. Uh, at Wonder, at the most recent WonderCon, I yeah. saw someone like doing a perfect cosplay of Ed. Yes, and he was just in character the entire time. And I went up to him and I said, "Your cosplay rules. That's awesome." And he's like, "No, these are just my work clothes, dude." <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, that was really that good. kicked ass. Um, I Shout out to, to that guy. I do have to say, I did not remember. W- where this song came from. I'm a dude. She's, She's a, a dude. He's, He's a dude. dude. We're, We're all dudes. dudes. Hey, that's yeah. the song. Yeah. And I, I that's had that song stuck, that... stuck in my head like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's a song that Ed just sort of, he sings like a sort of casual, you know, version to himself. But then mm. also at a, one point in the film and over the end credits, there is like a fully written ska version of that song. Yeah. And it's pretty delightful, I gotta say. Um there is also some kind of a music video that exists of it. And and yeah. fans demand that there is a Blu-ray release that features it. I, I hey, I'll sign that petition. Because <laughs> it's never been released on Blu-ray. Yeah. Good burger. It's only on we DVD. Need, we need to get someone to run the Good Burger movie archive. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're the ones who got super that's how Mario got a blue Mario Brothers got a Blu-ray release. I can talk. I'm good at words. Mm-hmm. Is, we didn't even check and see if there was a Good Burger Minute. There probably was, huh? Probably. God, God speed to them. Yeah. Many good minutes in their future. Yeah. Unlike ours. Unlike our, unlike our future, unfortunately. <laughs> well, at least the Dunstan future. Yeah. Whenever we get back to Mario, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the animated one is bad. <laughs> I will say, there are, I would say, a couple problematic moments in Good Burger that I feel we should address. Okay. Um... There's a moment where uh, I think just the whole menst- mental institution. Well, sure, that thing? that's a big one for yeah. sure, for sure. What's, what do they call it? Sunny Hill. It has a weird. They, they name. call it Demented Hills. Demented Santa. Hills. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, that's not great. There's also a moment where um, Keenan Dexter says something 
uh, about Kurt being interested in Ed for the wrong reasons. It's like interpreted as as homosexual. Okay. And uh, Ed says, "Well, that's not natural. That's his line." Uh. Which, hey, it's kind of a bummer that uh, Ed said that. Yeah. But also, here's the here's one of those things where I would say that's definitely in the writing of a, a homophobic line and not great. I will say, I guess, minor credit to to Cal Mitchell. He doesn't say it. He doesn't say it with any like, kind of like judgment or even negative feeling in his voice. He's just like it's just like oh I hadn't considered that and that's not what I'm into. Like mm. he doesn't seem he doesn't seem grossed out by it, which is kind of a nice change of pace because usually those lines are met with disgust in these movies. Yeah. Whereas here, I mean, it's still not great, but it's it. There are worse examples. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to the part where they uh, disguise themselves as women to infiltrate Mondo Burger. Yeah. Which is like a shitty trope. I, again, it's one of those things where like it's one of the not as bad examples, I would say, of a very shitty trope. Mm-hmm. And again, I think I think this is why I give Ed a pass for the whole dude thing because he is just a sweet, innocent character. Yeah. Where um, there's a moment where they take off their, where the Mondo Burger employees rip off their clothes and um, you find that Ed has like Fully, like he's wearing women's underwear as well, which Keenan mm. is not. Um, and there's like it's meant to be mo- a moment of like we're meant to laugh at him in that moment, but also at the same time, I just like what like I'm I'm just this is just what I'm doing right now mm. in a way that I I don't know I I I I really enjoyed Ed here. It's a very sweet character. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, I also really really enjoy the bit at the end where they they have to climb on top of the building of, of Mondo Burger. Yes. And every time uh, Keenan looks away, Ed is up another, like, five feet. Yeah. And he has to <laughs> explain to him how to get up there. He's yeah. like, okay, you got to jump off of this, <laughs> yeah. grab on over here, yeah. swing this way. Yeah, that's very funny. That's pretty funny. Also, you know from me talking about the coffee cup scene in the 90s version of Leave it to Beaver that I love it anytime someone gets in a giant fake food item yeah. on top of a building. Yeah. And then that burger does fall on Sinbad's, Sinbad's car. car. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Sinbad in this movie. Yeah, we got to talk about Sinbad <laughs> for a minute. When Sinbad is introduced, yeah. the teacher character, mm-hmm. for some reason they're playing the Shaft music, and then Keenan does call him Shaft. Yeah, what's going on there? It's weird. I think it's just an <laughs> ill thought out bit, to okay. be honest. So because uh, his name isn't Mister Shaft. Well, Keenan calls him Shaft like as, as an insult because he's um, uh, Sinbad's character dresses. I guess in a way that is supposed to evoke a very like seventies um, yeah. vibe. Like he's like he's like he very much has like the seventies image of like Black Power and the fist. And yes. He's got the big afro and he. Um, His vest has some kind of. I can't remember. It had words on it, but I I was one like, of the words was Black Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't remember the rest of the words. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, because of all that, Keenan calls him Shaft, which I guess is like kind of also tied in with that whole era but it's worth noting he is in no way dressed like shaft no like he does not look like shaft he does not act <laughs> no. like shaft but no. it's just the I, the point of the bit i guess is that keenan calls him that as an insult and then sinbad takes it as a compliment mm-hmm. which I, I, I like i said i think it's an ill thought out bit yeah uh i think i'm good on good burger i think i'm also good on good burger oh the sequel that never happened but there's a novelization what they were. They wanted a, the. They had a sequel kind of ready. Yeah. Um. It didn't do well enough to to get it. Yeah. But they turned it into a novel. There's a novelization. I think it's called Good Burger to Go. I have no idea that this exists, and I need to. I'm gonna go on Amazon and buy it right now. Yeah. I believe that's what it's called. Good Burger to Go. 
uh, and the 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 initial movie idea was something about an international. They would have to go international for some reason, what? and I think what ended up happening in the book is that Ed is chasing after a customer who forgot their change. Okay. I don't I don't know if that's what the original movie idea was to make it international, and I don't know if maybe this ch- person who forgot their change was a spy. Yeah. I don't know because the movie doesn't exist, and I've never read the book, but I just read about it, and I thought that would have been crazy that would have been really cool well i'm for sure going to buy and read this book it is 150 on amazon right now uh excuse i know that so the good burger the novelization of the first good burger is one one dollar and one cent good burger two go is 150 i'm i'm this i don't even (laughs) have to think about this i'm buying this um and yeah you can expect a full review from me in the future good burger two go um all right, should we talk about Dunstan checks in again, I, I guess? I, I guess, if we gotta. <laughs> uh, if we must. Dad's going to kill me. Yes. Uh, then Dunstan, for briefly, takes back the camcorder and kind of wraps the dangling film around yeah. it as if that is repairing it. Oh, God, the reality has just set in that we still have a full minute of Dunstan yeah, checks you, in to talk he, about. He pulled the trigger on Good Burger in the first second. Well, I had to be honest. That yeah. was the moment that made me think of Good Burger. Yeah. Um, so he's wrapping it around. Now, do you think, because they do most of this shot from behind Dunstan, do you think they, the, the Dunstan, the Samson, the, mm. the actor, yes. was trained to wrap the, the cord around? Or do you believe that because they're shooting it from behind, they're doing a, a little gimmicky? Someone's wearing a monkey glove. I'm gonna I'm gonna review the footage and get back okay. to you on that it, one. That'll be another probably thirty seconds or yeah. more. Uh, but but he he does wrap the tape around mm-hmm. Dunstan. Yeah. Uh, he wraps it around the camcorder and then hands it back again as if like this has fixed it more. Yes. It's kind of uh, as we've talked about in the past. Dunstan's understanding of things is either beyond human capability or just a monkey and in here he seems to intuit uh that kyle i do not believe this is samson doing it although okay. we do it does cut to him from the front doing it as well so maybe that's some that would lead some credence to it. he is doing it yeah i, I could see it going either way yeah. but it just felt like uh we, we had talked before in previous minutes about that there are some 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 things that they have dunstan doing that we think he he could just do yeah and they said well i guess we'll just have him do it in the movie yeah. Like the, the trainer was like, oh, he can't do this, but he can do this other thing. And they just kind of settled for it. Yeah. I, I wondered if wrapping items was one of one yeah. of those things he could do. Yeah. Uh, when he hands the camcorder, when he's doing this, and he hands it back to Kyle. I wrote an odd Kyle smile. I think I think Kyle is just charmed by this. Yeah. I think I, Kyle well, appreciates that Dunson is trying his best. I do recall the, the way that at least you had described Kyle in this scene mm-hmm. is that he's high. <laughs> <laughs> I had previously described him that way. I will say also, if just to circle back to Dunstan's uh, occasional uh, above human intelligence yeah. and occasional far below human intelligence, I think Dunstan is kind of an empath. I think he understands uh. people. I don't think he understands things. Okay. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kyle then says, gee, thanks, kind of very slowly. Yeah. And then he just questioningly, Dunstan? Like asking if that's his name. Yeah. To which Dunstan nods his head. Mm-hmm. Now- it's like you you would think black suits are coming from the way he nods his head. Yeah. Um I guess Kyle would have heard Lord Rutledge shouting Dunstan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to wonder if there was an earlier draft Where or he learned or his if, name. Yeah, or yeah. or even like he had a tag. Yeah. Or something. He saw a picture. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, you have to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> because this to me is 
one of the most buckwild moments in this movie <laughs> where this child just intuits the name. <laughs> yeah. He seems to know Dunstan's name. Yeah. I guess because he overheard it. The the man yelling it. Yeah. Because his next thing is, is that guy who was mean to you? Yeah. Uh, because he, obviously Lord Rutledge was mean to Kyle. Yeah. When Kyle thought that he heard the knocking from the suitcase and yeah. then continuing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so he's like, oh, he was mean to you. That makes Dunstan whimper. It was very sad. Yeah, it was a very sad moment. When we watched it a couple of times here, I, you reacted audibly to yeah, it. Yeah, I did. It at least me, twice. I felt very bad for Dunstan. It's a very, yeah, it's a sad look that he gives for yeah. sure. Um, then Kyle says to Dunstan, don't worry, no one's going to hurt you, I promise. Yeah. And then this makes Dunstan tossle his hair. The yeah. third character to tossle yeah. Kyle's hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's just everyone's go-to move with Kyle. Do you, mm, why do you think Kyle has a bowl cut? Well, I'll tell you, as a, as a child who lived at that time, so did I. <laughs> it was just what, what kids had. It, that, it's such a weird choice to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, it was. But there was a period where that was that was my hair. Kids as well. just had bowl cuts. Kids just had bowl cuts. I never had a bowl cut like yeah. that. And people would joke, "Oh, you just put a bowl in your head and cut it." Yeah. No, they actually put a lot of work into the bowl cut. Uh, but yeah, that that was definitely that was a look. That was an experience of time. Yeah. For sure. Um. So then now we've cut to a different different part of the minute, different scene, Mr. Grant is walking away from the check-in desk. Yeah. So this is, we're, we're assuming this is continuing on. Mm-hmm. This is the morning after the robbery from the last night. Yes. Uh, we had seen in that, I, I'm trying to set this up because it's like, we don't know exactly what time it is here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can assume that this is all around the same time, though, that the that the boys had fallen down the laundry chute. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so he's walking away from the check-in desk. Uh, he passes... On his right, mm-hmm. a luggage cart. Yes. When he begins passing it, a voice is calling out to him, Robert. Yeah. Calls out three or four times, mm-hmm. Robert, Robert. He goes in front of the luggage cart. Yeah. And then removes a, a piece of luggage that is small but on top of a big luggage mm-hmm. and reveals the face of Mrs. Dubrow. Yeah. Dubrow. Can we talk about how ridiculous this is? It's very silly. He would have seen her behind the luggage cart. Yeah. He would have heard the voice and gone around the other way. Yeah. It's just it's it's a cartoon. It is it is it is. He is perf- the, Robert the char- not Jason Alexander the actor, but Robert the character is performing this for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is not a natural order of events. No, no, no. If, it's not naturalistic it, fact, at all. I, I would call it slightest. natural if if the relationship between Dubrow and Mr. Grant was playful. Sure, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's at expressively all. not. It is yeah. very much not playful at all. No. Um, and then Mrs. Dubrow. She's wearing like a like a veil on a hat. I like this look. From it's Mrs. it's a good look. It's a good look. But to, I'm I'm thinking, did now I, presumably she stays at the hotel when she's yeah. in town. Yeah, this is her hotel or whatever. Yes. Uh, so do you, she decided to just wear that? I mean, that's like that feels too fancy. Uh, I think it's. You think she's just that fancy? I think no. I think this is her. This is her incognito outfit. <laughs> I think this is her thinking she's disguised herself by putting something over her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I kind of like that. I think this is the outfit she wears when she feels like she's doing some spy shit. Because she also does, she is enacting something that you would see a spy do in a children's cartoon. Mm-hmm. The hiding behind something and then you have to move something to see their face. Yeah. That is very much like a, 
a children's spy idea. Yeah. Because she, the, the information that she wants to express to Mr. Grant is that she knows who the Lamont spy is. Yeah. The Lamont spy is named Rutledge. I, will, I gotta say this. Mm-hmm. Faye Dunaway's read on the word Rutledge. Yeah. Spectacular. <laughs> How would you describe it? I it's can't just even... so good. She goes, Rutledge. Oh, like yeah. she, like she, she, she fucking throws that word at Robert Grant. Like that word has that word has that word, that word hits Robert Grant's face with a thwack. Yeah, that word just shoots out of her mouth. It's <laughs> okay. powerful. Yeah, that is why you get Faye Dunaway in your shitty children's movie. That's true. Is for she she brings moments like that. Um. So she believes this because when she was doing some investigation. Regarding the break-in, we saw it was in a previous yeah in a previous yeah, minute. Yeah. Her and Murray saw Lord Rutledge acting into behave, behaving oddly. Yeah, yeah. And and Murray even I believe he says something like, "Oh, that's he's been doing that all day." You know who would fit in in this movie who? if you just dropped him in this movie? It would like make sense to me. And this is a burn on the fictional character that I'm about to say. Okay. This is my critique of them saying they're a shitty character, and I don't get why people love them so much. Uh huh. Mr. Bean. I, when you were saying he's a shitty character, I don't know if people love him so much. I'm like, Mr. Bean? Are you really going to say Mr. Bean right now? Can't you imagine Mr. Bean in this movie? Yes. Like if Mr. Bean just kind of passed through this movie, wouldn't that make sense to you? Yeah. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> I could just see. Oh, I, I've accidentally vanished the minute from our screen. That's, That's not important fine. to anyone. I, I could see uh, Mr. Bean being involved in a subplot where Murray has to stop him from doing things. Yeah. Murray sees him on the screen and he's like, i got to go get Mr. Bean again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bean's at it again. It's like, just another complication would be Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's the whole thing. Um, that's a, He's a good actor, though. What's his name? Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. I don't have anything against Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. I just don't like Mr. Bean or Black Adder, his two most beloved properties. Now, is his name Mr. Bean? Or is it just Bean? Or is it just Bean? I don't know. Because I thought it was his name was just Bean. Isn't there a McElroy goof about Bean's last name? <laughs> what is? I don't remember, oh, but yeah. I feel like there is. I don't remember either. That makes sense. Yeah. They, they seem to talk about <laughs> the Bean a lot. Yeah. Any kind of Bean. I think he is Mr. Bean. Okay. I thought maybe that was a thing of, uh, we've Americanized it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you looking up if his name is Mr. Bean? That's correct. Okay. So the Lamone spy. Yeah, the TV, the TV show was called Mr. Bean. Okay. Well, see, okay, saying that, though, doesn't confirm to me that his name is Mr. Bean. Okay. Because sometimes TV shows have names that aren't the name of the character. It's just some kind of... Uh... Well, according to this, also, the character is is called Mr. Bean. Okay. Then I'm, I, I am satisfied. <laughs> yeah. There's also a character called Irma Gob. Yeah, that makes sense. Mr. Bean's long-suffering girlfriend. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so the Lamone spy, uh-huh. Mr. Grant replies, Lord Rutledge. He's uh-huh. shocked. He's offended. He's clarifying as well. <laughs> okay. So, uh, his first name, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I have to go deep okay, on Mr. Sure. Bean now. Mr. Bean lives in flat Two, Twelve Arbor road, Highbury, London, England, his first name. And then in parentheses, he names himself Bean to others and his profession, if any, are never mentioned. In the first film adaptation, Bean, Mr. appears on the password in the first name field. Okay. 
So apparently, canonically, his first name is Mister. It did doesn't do, isn't there a Bean film as recently as like 2016? I think you're confusing Bean with Johnny English. No, I'll tell you, because isn't there a film that called Mister Bean Takes a Holiday? Oh my God! And it came out more recently than we'd like to admit. Okay, well I'm gonna have to go back to the Bean character page. Um, I'm looking at appearances here. Because um, yeah, there was a third Johnny English. Mister Bean's Holiday. Yeah came out in 2007. Oh, okay. I think, okay, here's what I think you might be, uh, you might uh, be thinking of. Bean did guest appear at the London 2012 Olympics opening ceremony. Of course. And in the 2017 Chinese film, Top Funny Comedian, the movie. Okay. That that means, though, canonically, Bean and, and a Bond. And Snickers commercial in 2014. Bean, Bean and, and Bond, Bond are in the same universe? That yeah. makes sense to me. Uh, it, it, the, t- the only, listen, the only reason that Mr. Bean didn't appear in a Bond, it hasn't appeared in an actual Bond film, is because Bean didn't start until after the Roger Moore era. Yeah. If Bean had been around in the Roger Moore era, <laughs> you could be goddamn sure Mr. Bean would have appeared in a, in a Bond film. Now, I have two thoughts of how Bean would have appeared in a Bond film. Okay. Obviously, you said Roger Moore. So w- the the part where Roger Moore has to be a clown, isn't there? <laughs> yes. That Bean would have been right there. That's an octopus, yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, – I also could see him as, as a Q intern. Mm, see, I'm thinking more like – I'm thinking of like uh, – I forget which is the one where he uh, he has to – it might be in Free Your Eyes Only where he's bidding on a Fabergé egg at a fancy auction. That sounds about right. I could see, I could see there being a scene where like – the stumbling block between Bond and actually getting the Fabergé egg that he has just won at auction is Mr. Bean. Well, I could even see like Mr. Mr. Bean... Bean is somehow the person delivering the Fabergé egg and it goes awry. I like him as a worker or as another bidder. Yeah, I like that. I I like the idea that maybe he's bidding by accident and Bond has to keep rebidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bidding by accident is good. Yeah, I also like the idea that like somehow Mr. Bean fumbles like keeps the Fabergé egg out of the bad guy's hands just through fumbles <laughs> yeah. and delivers it safely to Bond yeah that's pretty good can we get Paddington Bear in here as well or does he not fit into the Bond universe I don't think he fits into the Bond <sighs> universe I'm sorry I'll tell you who I could see fitting into the Bond universe and maybe you'll think I'm crazy for saying this fits more than Paddington all right our old friend, Mr. Pooh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I can Mr. See- Pooh does not fit into the Bond well, universe. Well, here's the thing. I'm Keep in mind, the only version of Mr. Pooh that I've seen is the film Christopher Robin. <laughs> yeah. And you can't tell me that that version of Christopher Robin and therefore Mr. Pooh doesn't fit into a Bond film. Well, I mean, that's like the 1930s or whatever. So yeah. I, however that works. I mean, James Bond. I mean, listen, books. Yeah, books. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what I have to say. I what? think Daniel Craig is one one bad film away from being. And I this sounds like it's an insult, but I would love it to happen. Uh-huh. He's one bad film away from being the villain of Paddington Three. <laughs> I d- I know that sounds like an insult because it's he we'd have to make a bad film. But people love Paddington and Paddington Two. Yeah, the well there there was a situation where the director wasn't going to come back for 3. Oh. As much fun as he had making 1 and 2. Sure. And uh, I think Outcry has made him go, "Oh, I guess maybe I should do 3." But I I think I, he, I, I, I could see him even fucking around as the villain in a Paddington now because Paddington is so beloved even by people even by like critics. Yeah. Everyone I think loves Paddington. Daniel Craig also makes some choices, you know? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the trailer for Knives Out? 
No. Yeah, he's making some choices. Well, so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to see the movie. You know? I, yeah. I but, don't need to see the trailer because I know, I know I'm going to see the movie. Yeah, I, I, I almost didn't want to watch the trailer, but I'm, I am pretty excited for the, I'm excited enough to want to watch the trailer, which sure. doesn't happen very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and people yeah. were talking about it, and I needed to see what Chris Evans looked like in that movie. Mm. And Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. It's a good cast. It's a great cast. They're doing some good work in there. Yeah. But Daniel, again, Daniel Craig's making some choices. Okay. I don't understand all of them. I'm excited for that. But there they are. I mean, he made some choices in Logan Lucky, I, I would say. I'd say that it's in the same vein, so <laughs> buckle up. That's yeah. good because I like him and Logan Lucky, but I did not like Logan Lucky. Yeah. Logan Unlucky is what I thought it was. Okay. Uh <laughs> The the final line of the minute, of course, is Mrs. Dubrow of course. Saying, <laughs> saying to Mr. Grant, you've met. Yeah. And that's it. It cuts off before she can finish the word met. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, shall I reveal what I have paired with minute 42? Yes. I have paired it with. You could have. Now, I want to say I know you didn't. So I'm just going to say yeah. you could have. You could have picked the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy here. Yeah. Regardless of the content of the minute, I think a strong case could have been made that that was a choice. Yeah, I think if I didn't have a strong choice, yeah, I would have chosen that. But I do have a strong choice. You also could have picked two episodes of Lost because forty-two. No. That, this was your last chance. That was one of the numbers. It was our last chance. I have chosen a pair of minute forty-two with the Great Muppet Caper. I'm pretty excited about that. Choice. <laughs> as much as I was just kind of shit talking your choice, like I'm very excited to watch that movie. Good, very good. Uh, plugs. Is that how this works? Now? Yeah, I do other podcasts. Uh, some some call them podcasts. I do another one. Here it's called Nothing New, a remake yeah. podcast. I host it with Justin Kuzan, and every month we talk about remakes. Benvnetwork.com slash Nothing New, and the other one that I do is called It's on My List. Uh, every month, me and five others or so get together and talk about movies that are on people's lists at the time you're listening to this i think the most recent episode will be singing in the rain so oh for, it's on my list yeah for a second i was like are they remaking singing in the rain no i've already t- i've already <laughs> moved on to talking about the next one although i wouldn't have be i wouldn't have be surprised who would you cast in a 2019 singing in the rain well the problem is who would i cast in a 2016 version i would cast joseph gordon levitt but I think he's gone now. Yeah, he's gone now. <laughs> I think we've lost him, and I don't know who's next. Well, you know who? I, you know what? Hmm. Hey, La La Land is basically singing in the rain, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you <laughs> have to listen to the episode to hear some fun connections. <laughs> I'll give you that much. All right. Um. So yeah. Uh. I. It's on my list. Pod. dot com. Because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Uh. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. Recent Twitch affiliate status achieved. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Very cool. Emily is my is my handle on all of those. Uh, I do some other. I do another podcast. It's called Go Go Godzilla, and it features none other than nothing new zone Justin Keyzon <laughs> as well as Victor Perfecto. Um, it's where we, we, we walk you through the history of Godzilla one movie at a time. Our first episode, I'm proud to say, is up currently. You can listen to that at BenvyNetwork.com or on your podcatcher of choice. Go, go, Godzilla is the name of that podcast. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Here's what you do. Yeah. You give us five stars. And then in the text of your review, I want you to pretend that you are... An attorney, oh, arguing for the death penalty against 
Goofy, the Disney character. Is his crime known? Uh, you. I mean, you can you can make his crime known or you cannot. You okay. you can say you can say the crime or you cannot say the crime. Okay. The dealer's choice. Okay. <laughs> that is your that is your review assignment. Uh, you can also email us dunstancheckmen at gmail dot com on Patreon Patreon dot com slash dunstancheckmen. That's correct. There it is. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter, it's at Majestic Hotel and Y, and on Instagram, Dunstan Checks Men. Yep. Yeah. And then also find us on YouTube. Uh, just search for Dunstan Checks Men uh, at YouTube.com. Every week, I, I put together a mashup of the trailer for the movie that we're pairing with the minute, and I put little clips of the minute into that. I have to say, I, I was uh, very happy with um, the Mouse Hunt one. That nice. was from last... From last, last minute. Last minute. Yeah. Hey, it was a lot of fun. Can I pitch you something? Sure. Uh, we already have our going out phrase established. Sure. What if I what What if we had a secondary going out phrase that's like the alley oop? So one of us says okay. the first phrase, and then the other one replies with the second phrase. Okay. I mean, I know what the first phrase is. Yeah. But you are clearly pitching a second phrase. Yeah. You're, Do you want to give it a try? Well, I want to give it a try. And okay. I, if you like it, I want you to just respond with the end phrase, and that'll be the end of this episode. Oh, okay. You ready? Sure. And remember, as always, Dunson is spelled with a U. Oh, uh, no. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we're checking out. <laughs> it is spelled with a U as well. this midnight seat your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound the midnight marinara podcast is here for you intrepid listener we sample only the finest and sinister stories and quoting them with our own unique spooky sauce present them to you as eerie audio dramas tune in this midnight marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you bon appetit <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.